Hey guys, welcome back to the second episode of the Beautiful and Brave podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Pease, and I'm going to be taking you guys through a little mini message, I guess. Um, Today, I really want to focus on words and the fact that life and death is in the power of the tongue. And what that essentially means is how you speak, how you act, how you write, how we express ourselves, that all either has life or it has death. And it is a pretty heavy concept when you actually think about it because life and death, those are very two strong words, especially death. Um, But I really want to get in to what I believe that means and especially going through scripture to kind of explain the whole idea about it. So some points that I really want to hit and for you guys to grasp through this episode is that everything that you say does have life or death, whether you're speaking to yourself, whether you're in prayer, whether you are speaking to someone else. And it's not just how you speak, it is how you act. We want to just say that, oh, well, if it's speaking, then, you know, I'll speak life. But every thought and text message, email, post I make, you know, that doesn't really apply. It does apply, um, especially applies to your thoughts and how you speak over yourself. But I'll get into that in a moment. Another point that I really would love to explain and expand on and I hope that you guys get it, is that your thoughts are a battleground. Your mind is a battleground for the enemy. You can either have life or death speaking in your mind, and that is where the spiritual battle comes into play. I think at least um, when I am struggling and when I am having a lot of doubts, fears, shame, all that, when it's all in your mind, it can literally cause you to just spiral, the spiral effect, and just cause you to overthink, get anxiety, become depressed, because your thoughts can literally consume your mind so much that you just feel so small, like you can't do anything. But when that happens, I have, I mean, the past I'll get into the past, but um, now if I find myself getting into that kind of spiral effect of overthinking and letting it really ruin and dictate how I think and speak, I have to go into prayer. I have to invite God in. I have to allow my mindset and my perspective to change because if you don't, invite God in to help you through your mess and your struggles, you're going to fail. Though when we are Christians and we accept that Christ is our Lord and Savior, we do walk in victory. We cannot be destroyed, but Satan will do anything he can to bring you down, whether it's through other people, whether it's through yourself, 
lust, temptation, and anything like that. Satan's going to do anything he can to draw you so far away from God and the truth. But I'm here to tell you that the truth is that we do walk in victory. The truth is that God is real and he is willing to help you if you invite him in. That is the whole beauty about love is that love is a choice. God doesn't force us into anything. We are not forced to love him back. We are not forced to follow him. We are not forced to be in his word. We're not even forced to be going to church unless when you're a kid and your mama was like, okay, get your butt in the car. We're going to church. But as an adult, you have, and we have free will. You don't have to do anything that church or your pastor tells you to do. But because of God's love and because we want to follow him, we're going to make that decision to either accept the love and walk with him or we can not accept it and live in misery pretty straight up but one thing that I would love to really expand and talk about with you guys is kind of what my past is and what I've been through specifically with speaking and speaking death over my life um back in high school which is about four years ago four or five years ago I couldn't even tell you I don't know Um, a long time ago, it seems, but I struggled so much with a lot of insecurity, a lot of self-doubt, fear. I'm sure if you were in high school, you probably felt these same feelings. Um, I don't really know one person who didn't struggle in high school and if they didn't, then that's amazing. But reality is we all go through hard times and, have insecurities, especially during middle school and high school. I cannot say it enough how important it is that if you are in high school or in middle school listening to this right now, please, please, please get in the herd, get in disciple group, have a mentor, someone who can guide you and speak truth into your life. Because I did not have someone like that in my life when I was in high school or in middle school. I mean, my parents, they did, but I shut everyone out in high school. So if you can, if you belong to church, if you are in this age range, please find a mentor, get in a disciple group. It is so important to be in community. I have found now more than ever, I'm 22, and having community and people who pray over me, it has drastically changed my life when someone is pouring into me. So then I'm able to pour into others and I'm able to even able to do this podcast right now. I don't even think I would be able to sit here and be confident in myself by getting on a microphone and speaking my thoughts and preaching the word. If I didn't have that confidence that others have in me and the confidence that Jesus has in me. But so back to high school, I struggled tremendously. I was in such um just a horrible place my mind was I it's hard to even kind of think back on that time because not that I completely blocked it out in my memory but it really makes me sad I recently like pulled out some journals of because I used to write all the time in high school and I just pulled out some journals and kind of saw what I was writing and it was dark and sad and depressing And reading back on the things that I wrote and what I was struggling with, it 
I honestly just sat there and cried because I wish I could go back and hug the 16-year-old Rachel that was writing these things because I was so just lost. And I hope that someone can just relate to that statement. Even now, being 22, I don't feel lost, but I do feel like I have a clear sense of direction right now. But there's still times when I just sit, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, how did I get here? How did what I've been through get me here? Like, how, It's just crazy how God works and how his plan unfolds. And sometimes you just have to sit and not question. You just have to embrace it. And you have to accept the fact that you are here for a purpose. You are here for a reason. What you did in the past or what you've gone through in the past, yeah, it may have been horrible and you may have felt ashamed and broken from it, but you have to look at your progression. Some people, I find if they're going through a hard time, they, you know, they're really like sitting in it and they're hoping for change and they're hoping God does a work in them and then God brings them through that season and they're all happy and go lucky and they're just like, okay, well, I'm going to move on now. They don't even thank God for bringing them through that season of brokenness. Like you have to acknowledge those seasons and acknowledge your past in order to continue to move forward. You can't just completely be like, oh, well, it's in the past now. I'll never go think about it again. No, like you need to see where God has brought you from and where he's going to continue to take you to. So again, back in high school, I went through a phase. I was a cheerleader and I went through a phase of just having kind of not very good eating habits. I ended up becoming a flyer and in my mind, I was the heaviest one on the cheer team. And I was also a ballet dancer. So I was in constant tight clothing, always either in leotard and tights or in a cheer uniform. And I just remember thinking, if I don't eat anything, I'll be lighter. And now working out, lifting weights and actually eating carbs, I have never been so thankful for food. But I did go through this time of thinking that like food was an enemy. And I just assumed that if I didn't eat, I'd be lighter and the girls who were my bases on the cheer team would be able to put me in the air. And now just being a little older and having some insight on that, that is so stupid. Um, and just not like that thinking's just it mind boggles me that that's what my mindset was, but it that's just what it was. And I remember I didn't eat all day. I probably had some breakfast before I went to school, had coffee, water, and I didn't eat all day because I knew we were working on something like we were working on stunts for, I think, a pep rally. And I knew that I was going to have to be in the air a lot. And I just assumed that not eating all day would help my performance. So I remember bell rings. We All the girls, we all went and changed into our cheer clo- practice clothes. And we're outside practicing. And I felt so fatigued. And it, um, it's just crazy how I'm actually remembering like every single moment right now. I was so fatigued. And I remember I just felt so weak and I wanted to collapse and I remember looking at one of my friends 
and just bawled into tears. And I was so, I was just crying. I was like, why am I crying? Why am I crying? And I looked at my friend. I was like, I need Advil. I need Advil. And they're like, why do you need Advil? And I remember feeling just so weak. I was like, no, I don't need Advil. I need water. And then I sat on the ground and I was crying still. And I was like, nope, I need food. I need some food. I don't think anyone had any because I don't really remember eating, but I just remember like having a moment of freaking out. And then I went home that night and kind of realized, Rachel, you didn't eat all day. Um, like that was the stupidest decision you could have ever made. So um, kind of fast forward from that moment because that was just, that was a really, I remember that just being such a horrible day, but I didn't do anything about it. I continued in my habits for some time and then it turned into a lot of body image insecurities and I have to believe that everyone goes through something like this at one time or another in their life and for me it looked like constantly staring in the mirror crying at my body thinking Rachel you are huge not skinny enough back then I mean, even I'm sure now, but back then it was all about the thigh gap. I have huge thighs and I'm Italian, so I have curves. And I just remember staring at myself and being like, if I could just cut the fat off, if I could just do something to change my body, then I'd feel better about about myself. And now I know how horrible of mindset that is, but that's honestly just how I thought at the time and made sense to me. And I feel like I didn't really have anyone who was pouring into my life. I mean, I didn't really even tell anyone that I was struggling with stuff like this. And ultimately, it did lead to some depression and just feeling horrible about myself. I wouldn't want anyone to look at me or look at my body. And it got to a point even being in leotard and tights in a cheer uniform I just felt like the center of attention like everyone was just all eyes on me and what I looked like and it led to self-harming um which is one thing that I just if you ever get to a point like this please seek help because I did nothing about it and I just let it consume me and rule my life (laughs) it's got to a point where, you know, where I hurt myself, I had, it depended on what I wore, especially being in a leotard and tights, you can't really cover a lot up, and I would have, like, a bad night and hurt myself, then the next day I had school, and it would be 80, 85 degrees outside, and I'd be wearing a sweatshirt or something because I didn't want anyone to see what I had done and then I go to ballet and it would just be even worse it'd be like okay well I'm gonna wear a long sleeve cover-up even though I'm gonna sweat and possibly pass out because I might go through heat exhaustion or something because I was doing so much activity and I wasn't allowing myself to breathe because I'd have all these layers on and I look back at that time now and one, I wish I could just 
not redo it. I don't regret any of it because it has led me to where I am now. And I have to constantly remind myself that. But I do wish I could have had someone there. Someone who would have helped me. But at the time, I feel like I didn't even want help or wasn't willing to accept any help. Especially from God because I thought I knew what I was doing and I thought it was okay. And I'm no means an expert. I don't, I'm not professional in this department. But I do ask that if you are going through anything remotely close to this, no matter what age, male or female, please seek some help or seek someone to confide in what you're going through. And I promise you that even talking about it will bring a lot of relief and maybe open up some doors for you to change and have a mindset and perspective change. But now when I look at myself in the mirror, I have to remind myself that I need to look at myself the way God sees me. And he sees me as beautiful, worthy, loved, chosen, forgiven, and most importantly, me. I am unique and I am chosen by God. And I just encourage you to get into a routine of when you look at yourself in the mirror. I don't care if you're a guy. Let your pride go. Let that ego down. I don't care. If you're a girl, say it with me. I am beautiful. I am loved. I am chosen. And sometimes I even say that wrapping my arms around my body because I just have to remind myself that my curves are beautiful. My big old thighs are beautiful. I am made for purpose and I am made for so much more than how I look. And in society nowadays, and I think things are starting to get better, but I look at models like Victoria's Secret models. Okay, they are twigs. That is not how everyone looks. That's not how everyone should strive to look. For a long time, I'd look at them and I'd be like, dang, I want to look like that girl. But not at the cost of my happiness, not at the cost of who I am as a person, because I am me for a reason. God made my body the way it is for a reason. So to tie it all together, how you speak to yourself matters. And then how you speak to other people matters. It shows your heart. I am so guilty of either speaking, not even knowing, but speaking poorly of people. Gossip. Yeah, that's speaking death over people. Um, I'll tell you in Proverbs 18.8, the words of gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the innermost parts. You have no idea what you're saying. Like, you just have no idea. If you're speaking gossip or speaking bad about someone, you just have no idea what that's doing. And especially in high school, middle school, this is hard to understand because you're wrapped up and you want to be popular. You want to follow that cool crowd. You don't know what you're doing. But now being older and being in the word and having some insight on this and going through it personally, um, it does a lot. How you speak about other people, talking to them in person or talking to them behind their back, it matters. Um, And sometimes it's 
one of those things where it's like kind of only time will tell to see how it how your words um play out because sometimes you won't see it instantly but it is very important that we are encouraging and uplifting one another if you got something bad to say don't say it and if you need to talk to talk to someone like if you have an opinion possibly about them there are not to say you should but there are like some ways of being nice about it not just being horrible talking behind their back or whatever uh but I'm not here to say that I'm perfect because I have struggled with this and to say that I am perfect would just I would just end this podcast right now because it's just not true (laughs) um I have been the one to say things and I have been the one to have said things too by my back or in person and it's not fun and you know it leads to the whole idea idea and reality that bullying is real and I was bullied tremendously in high school by myself with how I spoke about myself and by other people and I guess there was just a time when I thought it'd be you know like thought it'd be okay to say the things that people were saying to me say it back to them and now I understand that is not how you combat being bullied. You combat being bullied by just showing them Jesus and showing them love. But at the time, I really had no idea um, how to do that. And I think most kids don't. And now being older and wanting to go into ministering the younger generation, like high schoolers and middle schoolers, I just see it so much differently. And... It just really is important to be speaking truth and speaking life to your friends, coworkers, family, people you don't like. I don't care if you don't know the barista making your coffee. Show her a smile. Be nice. If she messes up your order, maybe she's got something going on or maybe she just messed up your order. But you don't have to go and badmouth her because she gave you coconut milk instead of like almond milk or something I don't know but it's the little things and I think it's just important to be mindful of that and it's just a daily practice speaking truth to anyone speaking life over anyone to yourself it's a daily practice it's not something that comes easy for us we are sinful at heart we are wretched at heart we are not perfect human beings if we were we would not need Jesus And I'm here to say, we all need Jesus daily. That daily surrender, that daily grace, his mercies are new every day. We need him. So sorry to burst your bubble, but you are not perfect. And you need to remind yourself daily to ask God to renew your mind, to renew your mind so that you can speak life and not death. But I will say it is hard daily practice but you know anything in the christian walk in the christian life it's going to be hard we are told in scripture that we will have trials and just because you surrender your life and become a christian doesn't mean things get easier most of the time it means things get harder because you got a target on your back because satan 
when every time there's a new believer, immediately the target on their back gets wider and bigger because he knows that you know who you are, that you know that you are a child of God, and he's going to do anything he can to bring you down. And it's just so important that we know how to fight that and that we walk in victory during the struggles. Um, Another point that I really kind of want to mention that comes with the whole looking at yourself in the mirror and speaking life over yourself is make some notes. Hang them up in your room, on your mirror, bathroom, TV, anywhere that you are going to see words of life. You just need to put sticky notes all over your room. Okay, so this is what I do. I have two big well, they're index cards, have them up in my mirror, one by the mirror that I do my makeup and one in the mirror, like where I brush my teeth and stuff. And yes, I'm a girl. I have two different mirrors, a makeup mirror, then makeup or not makeup mirror. I have a makeup mirror and a mirror to brush my teeth and do my hair and stuff. It's just how it is. So one index card that I have like where I brush my teeth and everything. It says, thank you, God, for creating me as you did. Underline me and you. I have decided to celebrate your artwork. Your underlined. We repeat it again. Thank you, God, for creating me as you did. I have decided to celebrate your artwork. Y'all, let me tell you, reading this every day, like I have no choice but to see it. It's right in front of the mirror where I brush my teeth and do my hair. I have to look at it. Speaking this over my life the past like few months has done a work in me. I feel like I'm constantly smiling in the mirror now because I'm like, yeah, I'm God's handiwork. I'm his artwork. I'm beautiful because he's beautiful. I'm loved because he is love. I just look at this. I'm like, yep, that's me. God's child, look at me over here, daughter of a king, walking in victory. So I highly encourage you to write that and put it by your mirror because that has boosted my confidence, my identity in Christ tremendously. And then another one that I have by my makeup mirror, it says, I am his, I am worthy, I am beautiful, I am loved. And his worthy, beautiful, and loved are all underlined. And I'll repeat it again. I am his. I am worthy. I am beautiful. I am loved. This, especially when I'm doing my makeup, if I'm going out somewhere just for the day, having this by the mirror where I put my makeup on, it just reminds me I'm not putting makeup on so that I feel beautiful. Like I'm not using makeup as a means to, I don't know how to say it, to fill my heart and to make me believe that I have to wear makeup so that people think I'm beautiful. I have to put on mascara so that guys think my eyes are beautiful. I don't know. Like I don't use makeup in that way. I use makeup to enhance the features God has given me, but it's not like I'm cake facing on a crap ton of makeup and like, yep, yep, this is me, cake face Rachel make with all my makeup on. Like, um, though I'm not saying if you do put on a lot of makeup makes you like a horrible person, I'm just talking about me. So I'm not calling anyone out here. Just 
honestly calling myself out. <laughs> um, but I just think it's important that I have these words up by the mirror where I put my makeup because I don't ever want to lose the truth and lose sight from the fact that I am God's child. I am worthy. He calls me beautiful and he calls me loved because sometimes I'll go up and to my little mirror where I do my makeup and I read that and I'm just think, you know, I don't need makeup today. I'm just going to walk in this truth that I'm beautiful. Yeah, got pimples on my face. Cool. God says I'm beautiful. I don't care what you think. And it just takes stepping outside of your insecurities and stepping outside of that comfort bubble that we get ourselves in and just walking in truth, walking in, yeah, Lord, you know, I'm not feeling 100% confident today, but because you call me beautiful, I'm going to walk in it. I'm going to say, yep, God's right. His ways are higher. His truth is greater than mine. And especially girls in middle school and high school, I think this is key. And there was a time in high school towards like senior year, I think, when I got out of when God completely just revealed himself to me, had my encounter with God, and I was like, wow, what have I been doing? Had that complete mindset change. And I had sticky notes literally all over my room. I've been doing this for a really long time, just words of truth versus um, looking in devotionals to get like just mini nuggets of words that I can like get around my room, anything that I can put up in my room to remind me that I'm a child of God. I did it and I still do it because the enemy, especially in middle school and high school, keep saying it, is going to come at you with your insecurities and just say, you're not enough. You're not worthy. You're not beautiful. What guy would want you? What girl would want you? Um, Because I know guys go through this too, and it's not talked about. And I think a lot of light needs to be shed on the fact that guys in middle school and high school go through the same amount of struggle and insecurity and heartbreak that girls do. And it blows my mind that some people just don't talk about it, you know? And they're like, all the attention is on girls. And while, yeah, we need to get the attention out there and share light about it or on it, we need to share the shed the light on the fact that guys struggle just as much as girls do and I've seen it in my own life I've had friends even family members who you know the idea around a guy is to be the macho man especially in high school the cool guy if you're a football player oh you got to be jacked get all the girls go to parties all this stuff meanwhile no one's has this idea of a vulnerable guy. And I want to point out it's different being a vulnerable guy versus like a wimp. You know, I'm not talking about like, you know, because you're vulnerable, you have to completely just not be that bold guy. Like to be vulnerable, especially to be vulnerable if you're a Christian guy walking with the Lord, to be vulnerable means to just show your heart. You don't have to be some horrible guy like because you're a football player. You don't have to be a douche. You don't have to do all these things because you're 
little bubble says you have to, like be vulnerable, stand up for truth, walk in the boldness of Christ. Don't walk in the boldness and be prideful and conform to what society says that you should be um, and how you should be acting. Because a lot of my friends are football players in high school or they're just horrible. (laughs) Um, Like they're good guys, but the way that they acted and spoke and thought that they were some you know, macho guy just blew my mind. Cause I was like, you are so small in the grand scheme of things. You are not that cool and you need a reality check and just change how you're acting because it's not going to get you very far. And yeah, so that's my ramble on that. Sorry that I got off on a tangent about guys, but some things just needed to be said. So my question that I kind of want to end this whole podcast with is what are you filling your heart with and I think this is an important question to ask ourselves daily um because there is so much on this phone that can just take our eyes off of what is important and it's One of those things where you just need to know yourself and set limits for yourself. No one's going to do it for you. You have to be an adult about it. If you find that you are on social media for hours upon hours, just scrolling, 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 being consumed, letting your heart think that what all these people are doing on Instagram, you know, you need to be doing that. Like really just making you feel bad about yourself and like, you know what? I just, I don't have this outfit. I should go spend $50 on some outfit. Like, no, you just need to put your phone away and be okay with what you have. Personal experience, I have gone through that. And I have stopped my online shopping because I was so convinced that, oh, Rachel, you need the cool clothes. You know, let's just go drop $100 on some clothes. No, like that is just so ridiculous. And, but that's just how we think. That is how our society is. We see things on our phone and the fact that we can get things in an instant, Amazon Prime, are you kidding me? Like, it is just crazy how everything is at the touch of our fingertips. But you know what else is at touch of our fingertips? The word. Do you need a physical Bible? No, I recommend, but you don't need one. Download the Bible app, Gateway Bible app. I use that thing every day if if I don't have my real Bible with me. Like, just as accessible as social media, drama-filled type stuff that's not going to fill your heart and not going to fill that gap that your heart is longing for, the Word of God is just as accessible and we need to get that idea into our brains. The next time maybe you want to get on social media, go on Twitter, get into all that nonsense, maybe put the phone down. Unless you're going to use your phone for your Bible and get your Bible out, get a devotional out, get your journal, right? It's, it's just a daily choice that we have to make. And if we want to be followers of Christ, we have to do the work. We can't just sit there and think about it. We can't just sit there and be like, you know, it'd be nice if I spent 15 to 30 minutes every day reading my Bible, journaling, listening to worship music. You know, I see people on social media do it. That would be cool, but... I'm just going to sit here and keep scrolling. No, 
you need to put action to it because the more you think about it, nothing's going to happen. You can think about something all day long. If you don't put action to it, nothing's going to happen. I can testify that. I've been there. I'm sure most of you guys have been too. Um, This podcast, I've been thinking about this podcast for a very long time and have all these ideas written out, literally two seasons filled with just ideas and things I can talk about. I let it sit in my journal for a time and you know, I looked at it every day and just be like, yeah, that'd be cool. Then that's the spirit just kept speaking to me like, Rachel, do it. Do you want to see it fall through? Get up off your butt. Make the podcast. It's just a daily choice, you guys. It's It could be with the gym. New year starting. You may want to get in the gym, get fit. If you You can buy all the workout clothes you want. You can buy the protein, pre-workout cute outfits. I don't know. Gym bag, the shoes. You can do all that. You can get the gym membership. But if you don't get in the car and go, don't expect your body to change. Don't expect you to feel better about yourself. Physically, you have to put action to your thoughts or else it's just going to sit in your mind and the devil is going to talk you out of it. And that is probably the scariest place to be is with your thoughts and knowing that The seed may be planted, but the devil can crush your seed if you just let it sit in your mind, if you don't put action to it. Because the bigger that seed grows and grows into a tree, the devil's not really going to be able to knock it down when it's damn firm and the roots are down in the soil. So please, if you have an idea, if you want to do something, put action to it. Nothing's going to come from you just sitting there thinking about it. Nothing's going to come from you writing it in your journal. Yeah, it's a step. But the next step after writing it down, telling someone, is doing it. So please, I urge you to put action to your words. Put actions to your thoughts. If they're good thoughts, obviously. But I just want to speak some scripture along with this idea of, and this question of, what are you filling your heart with? So in Proverbs 18, verse 20, from the fruit of their mouth, a person's stomach is filled. With the harvest of their lips, they are satisfied. Verse 21, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. If that doesn't smack you in the face, I don't know what does, because it's essentially what I've been talking about this whole time. Power of life and death is in how you speak. It's in your tongue. It's in your actions. It's how you type. It is, it's how you act in general. It is so important because if you're speaking death, don't expect anything to come from it but death. If you're speaking life, expect fruit and goodness coming from God. Pretty self-explanatory. Um, another verse that I wanted to speak about with you guys is found in Psalm 35, 28. It says, my tongue will propose Claim your righteousness, your praises all day long. Hey, y'all, this is just, I'm going to be very upfront. If you're not worshiping, giving God praise and being thankful for what you have, don't expect that to come out of your heart. What you are filling yourself with, if you are proclaiming God's righteousness, his goodness, worshiping, you are just filling up your body, your heart, through your fingertips, toes, legs, ligaments, your mind, if you are filling that with God's goodness, it's going to come out of you. 
think of it like this. You got toothpaste, right? A whole bottle of toothpaste or a tube, a toothpaste. You're squeezing that out. What's going to come out is what was put in. If you're squeezing out goodness, God's love, worship, you're just squeezing all that out at the tube. That's what was put in. So I know that's kind of a wonky little depiction, but it's what makes sense to me. So I hope one of y'all understands. Um, It's just the more that you are filled up with truth, life, words that God speaks about us in the Bible so that you are loved, you're beautiful, you're worthy, you're his, that is what is going to come out. That is a self-reflection of what's in your heart and what's in your mind. But if you're speaking death, insecurity, shame, fear over your life, if you're walking in fear, if you are walking in doubt, if that is what is ruling your mind, I promise you that is what's going to reflect. That is what your heart is going to show. It may not be immediately, but will be over time. So I just encourage you guys to be in the word. Read these verses. Psalm 100. Let me get it for you guys. This is one that just really gets me hyped up and fired up for the Lord. All right, here we go. Psalm 100. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Not just one generation, not just a few, all generations. And when we are just praising God for what he's done, what he's brought us through, even in the struggle, we praise him because we know that we are walking in victory and we know that the struggle and the trials won't last forever. We know this, guys. When we walk in this life and this truth, that is what's going to come out and then other people are going to see it and they're going to be like, wow, I want what that person has. And then they come up to you and you get to witness your testimony and witness the story of God and Jesus, that's what brings one more person to God. That's what brings and makes room for the one more generation. So, yeah, I'm just so, so, so grateful that, again, I have you guys as my supporters and my listeners. It just blows my mind how even after the first episode was released, honestly, I think that was like 11 minutes um, cause I was so nervous and I told myself like, we need to keep it short and simple so we don't scare people away. This might be 30, 40 minutes. I'm trying to make them a little longer so that if you got a long car ride, you can listen to your girl, <laughs> beautiful and brave podcast on either Apple podcasts, Spotify, whatever your platform is that you use. But I'm just so grateful and I'm just so exciting or excited and expectant for what God is going to do with this. So I just want to kind of close out in prayer um, just to kind of kickstart your week and remind you of the truth that God wants you to know. Father God, I pray that you just distribute and show your love to 
everyone who's listening right now, God, I ask that you remind us daily that your truth and your words are greater than what the world says. That you are the one that we should be looking up to for guidance and truth and that we are beautiful because you're beautiful. We're loved because you are loved. Help us to speak life and not death. Help us to speak life to others and show others that you are what is in us. You are what fills us up. You are the one that we look to when we're struggling. That when we face trials and struggles, that we will not be putting ourselves to death by how we speak to ourselves. That we'll be speaking life over ourselves because that is what you do daily. And that it is a choice for us. But I pray, Lord, that every single day you just remind us to choose your ways because your ways are better and your ways are higher. Lord, I pray for everyone who's listening right now that they just walk in your love and be bold for you, God. That we should not hide our love for you, that we should just be pouring out the love that you show us to everyone else. Lord, it is in all this that I ask. In your name, Jesus. Amen. All right, y'all. So thank you so much for sticking around for this second episode of the Beautiful and Brave podcast. I am so excited to continue on with this season and I will let you guys know on Instagram at the Beautiful and Brave podcast or know it, scratch that. It's at the beautiful.brave podcast. I'll leave everything in the description below. But I'll let you guys know when upcoming episodes are going to be released, news. So head on over to Instagram at the beautiful.brave podcast to follow and you'll get all the updates. And yeah, y'all, I can't wait for the next episode and thanks for sticking around. See ya.